to Batting Around. It's Batting Around. It's baseball podcast. Uh, I am your co-host, Jane Austen. With me, as always, is Lauren. I'm Lauren. That's Lauren and Steven. Yo. Yo, Steven. Hello. Uh, good to see your eyes doing better. <laughs> yes, I'm back. follow up from last week's episode. Yeah. The triumphant yeah. return of normal Steven, who yes. is, is no. perfectly normal in every way and, and is primarily <laughs> not a baseball fan at all. Yeah. I'm the punished one this week. Um, not like really punished. Everybody deals with it all the time. But I had the first zit in like seven years, and it's driving me nuts. Uh, oh, yeah. That's a good one. Nah, nah. <laughs> right on your cheekbone there. Yeah. Like. And it's like I'm no longer on spironolactone, which is like the miracle drug to keep me from ever having to deal with it. Right. Damn it. Oof. Any like yeah. zits past your teens are just so fucking pointless and offensive. Nah. <laughs> and I just it's been so long I had no idea how to deal with it. I, I I found some little, you know, sticky things you put on there that didn't exist when I last had pimples. Mm. And I'm gonna see if that works. Fingers crossed. That's all that's going on with me. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Prayers up for Lauren's zit. No, pray pray for me, not the zit. <laughs> Rude. <laughs> Okay, we are, uh, you know, I guess a baseball podcast, even though it's not very fun <laughs> right now, as we're coming off uh, back-to-back Atlanta Braves victories in the in the postseason here. Not super fun. No. Uh, the game itself, I, I didn't watch it last night. I was at the Renaissance Festival, um, but I watched the highlights, and it seemed like it was a really good game. <laughs> D- did you dress up for the Ren Fair? Fuck no. I'm... <laughs> I'm not that cool. I don't. Were you there with your polycule? <laughs> no, I was actually really irritated because with the friends that I was there with, I, I I walked in before them because I got there earlier, and there was like it was a total dead zone on my cell phone, and I couldn't get through to them, and it was packed, and I didn't find them for four hours. I mean, oh good that's, lord, that's just authenticity. Right. Yeah, you're <laughs> stranded in a uh, middle of a plague-ridden uh, field. With thousands of other people um, who are wearing costumes. Yeah, it would break the verisimilitude, you know. How many how many plague doctor masks were there? Uh, only one plague doctor that I saw, which is surprising. Huh. There was there was two like Boba Fetts, which um, <laughs> yeah. How, how many Star Trek uh, guys did you what, see? There was a Star Trek guy. I did see a guy in like a in like a TNG uni. It was an old guy too. Yeah. See, see like I I was having a conversation with somebody about this recently. I like, I mean, I haven't been to a Renaissance festival in a long time. But I, I like the, like, I'm fine with the Star Trek guys who are kind of like the ideas like, oh, they, they've, you know, got done a, they're in the middle of a go back in time episode. <laughs> like, I think that's kind of a fun conceit. Like, I think that's kind of cute. I appreciate that, yeah. What I, I, I think that's way better than all the, like, basically just, like, fantasy cosplay stuff that mm. happens there. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, cool, you're, like, an Assassin's Creed guy. <laughs> like, that stuff sucks. There are several think. Assassin's Creed guys, yeah. Ugh. Also, a, a, a medieval Batman. I'm gonna need. I'm gonna need some internal consistency yeah. for those sorts of yeah. things. No, I, I I agree. The Star Treks are good. If I had a Star Trek uniform, and it's kind of weird that I don't, I I would have worn it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I could see you having one. Honestly, yeah. We have a question about costumes later. Actually, we'll get we'll get to that. So let's put a pin in that one for now. Excellent. All right, and I guess we do have to talk about this uh, terrible. <laughs> <laughs> no fun off season right now. We're under. I, we don't have a contract, right? Like, no, I guess we don't. What's the subject? Uh, postseason bad. Do we have some sort of kind of, you know, social contract with our listeners who have, you know, spent all this time? Here's the thing with our podcast, and you know, some people can enjoy neutral baseball, and that's fine. Some people can <laughs> stop. Can ignore the laundry and root for exciting fun narratives and players and i can't do that i'm sorry <laughs> I, I just yeah. can't like at a, there are a lot of people after the braves to walk off wins against the dodgers talking about how well it is it is an objectively fun team to which i say yes yeah but also i don't <laughs> care watching that game uh last night the what would be called the eddie rosario game mm-hmm. like I love Eddie Rosario. I loved him when he was with the Twins. I get why he was DFA'd, but like, I you know I missed him. But I and I, I still love him. But I could not be very happy about what happened last night. Uh, even though it was like prime Eddie Rosario stuff, where like he does just bizarre things on the base path that end up working. 
he just like you know goes you know gets four hits <laughs> in a game like is super super hot and i i st- yeah I, I still just can't get over atlanta it being for atlanta yeah. like all the shots in the crowd of them doing the fucking chop mm-hmm. something that they could just stop doing today or tomorrow whenever they play whatever they could just immediately stop it and they just won't do it mm-hmm. yep i i can't get over it i just cannot get over it i, I think this is going to be a lot like 2016 in the world series if it does end up being like atlanta and houston or atlanta and boston it'll be a lot like 2016 where i'm just like i can't you know root for any of these teams i guess i'm watching this don't want particularly want either team to win but like good lord i'm I'm like almost to the point though where i'm like yeah i think i think i would root for houston over, i would over wow atlanta. Oh, over yeah. Atlanta. I would, yeah, okay. I would, yeah. and I would hate it. Yeah, over Atlanta. I want the Ooh. Dodgers above anybody else that's that's left right now. But like, like right now, right now, I need <laughs> the Dodgers or the Red Sox, preferably both, but either of them, to make the World Series. And if neither of them do, I I don't think I can watch. Like I I like <laughs> I because I don't because I would if I were to watch I would have the two conflicting feelings of wow i like basically every brave more than i like basically every astro but fuck atlanta (laughs) so hard they're my division (laughs) rival i like i can't deal with those people i don't want those people to be happy but and and then so like there's gonna be that complication and then there's gonna be the i'm eventually going to talk myself into the astros like genuinely and that's gonna suck. Yeah, that's gonna yeah. suck so bad. Yeah, and I don't want that. Yeah, and it would be so easy, uh, or so much less painful to talk myself into the Astros mm-hmm. if they had spent this like, because like I I don't want to talk about the cheating stuff anymore. But if they had if they had spent the time after the cheating scandal broke, just being like, yeah, we're the bad guys. What's up? And just being the heel like that instead of like playing the victim, it would be easy for me to just be like, yeah, let's go. We're rooting for the, the <laughs> they, heel. They they have done the heel thing, but in it, they've done the heel thing as like, uh, oh, victimy. I'm the victim here. Actually, you know what they're doing? Cry bullying. They're doing yeah. the like yeah, the bullying. Fox News thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're being oh, we're so <laughs> oppressed. Oh, yeah. you, you were, everything is so unfair to us. How dare you call us cheaters? Like Barry Weiss today like, on CNN you. saying, yeah, Barry Weiss on CNN today saying that um, CNN is uh, like suppressing her voice while she's yeah. on CNN talking about it. Like, yeah, very, very, very. I would have a lot more respect for them if they were just be like, yep, we're cheaters uh, and we won. Yeah. So we're going to do it again. Yeah. Yeah. We got away with it. Like, yeah, fuck you guys. We got away with it. I'd be fine with that. Yeah. But like. The fucking chop is just too much, and all the people that defend it, I just, oh, I just can't stand it. Oh, it it's brings just, out the fucking psychopaths yeah, too. It's too like, despicable. You got for the me. people. You got the people like keyword searching the chop, yeah, and mm-hmm. like angrily adding everyone who has even mild criticisms about it, <laughs> being like. Well, the the Braves organization does so much for indigenous groups and stuff. It's like, oh, oh yeah, they, oh yeah, yeah. I'm hmm. sure, yeah. Like, I'm sure. Like, I'm sure they have the best, the purest, best intentions here, mm-hmm. uh, and they, you know, they they speak for everybody. It's I'm just, sure I won't find a single instance of a <laughs> yeah. like a First Nations tribe like calling for the chop to be removed from games. Yeah. If they're were doing to... it. They're doing it like the moment that that the Braves crowd started doing it. Yeah. There are there are like a bunch of articles from the 1991 World Series mm-hmm. where outside the Metrodome, um, AIM, the American Indian Movement, was like out there protesting it. You know, so 30, 30 years ago, literally. Here's the thing. That's something that we can look forward to if the Braves make the World Series because it's baseball's yeah. biggest stage. So there's yep. going to be some... There's going to be some, it's going to, there's going to be some discourse where they, yeah, where they decided that we can't have the all-star game here. Yeah. Like there's a decent chance that that happens. Yeah. It's so ridiculous. It's so funny. Uh, you know, I, I, I got a pair of noise canceling headphones uh, a little while ago now and it's great. And I, I, 
it feels like there has to be some way technologically that they could like flood the stadium with like white noise. Yeah. That would counterbalance the chop. It's just cause like, even if the team did say, Hey, knock it off. I think people would still do it. Like I, like the team should discourage mm-hmm. it any way they can, but I think ultimately the fans will just keep being shitheads because it's the fans who can afford the tickets who are the most likely to be that kind of shithead. So they need to invent like a technological solution. What the, no, Here, we already we already have it. It's that um, it's that directed noise weapon that the police have right, at right. like protests. <laughs> Just have a couple of those, like like kind of where like the first and third base coaches are, mm-hmm. and then like if they start doing the chop, you just direct it at them and just blast them with that like ear piercing noise that just like makes you fall down. <laughs> with the added benefit of everybody in Cobb County getting Havana syndrome. Yeah. <laughs> Cobb County syndrome where like you now have just like all sorts of brain cancer from, but it's real it's from from directed energy weapons that are a real thing yes now as as much as much as I want to cause like bodily harm to these people <laughs> the most effective solution I think is to just get a replacement that isn't racist and do it during this magical underdog postseason run. So then they can be like, oh, yes, let's attach this weird chant thing that we do to this run. And that's going to be really special and impactful for Braves fans. Like, yeah, but the Braves that fans is the correct want thing to do to do. That yeah, the, they like that's being the problem, like, they, they which, like is why, yeah. which is why it needs to get replaced. You can't yeah, tell them, they, no, don't do it. You have to go, well, the team is encouraging us to do this. But the team doesn't want to really get rid of it either. No, they only, they only got no, rid of it under care. under under duress, uh, and like they and they don't really want to get rid of it either. They only they only stopped playing the song, or the, the you know the the track through the PA. Oh, because the the Cardinals pitcher. The, that's the the only that's the only they they don't want to stop doing it. They no. don't really want to discourage it either. And they're not like kicking people out for starting it or anything. They're not doing anything. No. They don't want to replace it. They could replace. They don't want to. Silver lining, they stopped doing it. Like the the team stopped pumping the music yeah. in because the Braves got to the postseason and higher scrutiny was placed on them. So <laughs> maybe I don't yeah. know. I'm trying. I am. I am grasping at straws to find something positive to talk <laughs> like for the, all this. I I do think it's a little funny uh, that since they got rid of like the the recording. It's clearly harder for the fans to keep the beat. Yes. Yep. Like they're just they're just like because you, you can kind of hear it like wavering a lot more than it used to in terms of like mm-hmm. the, the pace. That's that's very like n- apparently none of them can like just count four 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 time. <laughs> yeah, and and when they show them in the crowd doing the arm motion, nobody's on like on time with each no, other. No, none of them are on beat. It's it it's a it's a little funny. It's absolutely yeah. beautiful and ex- and expected. Yeah. Uh, uh, that that said, uh, I'm looking forward to the Red Sox Houston game tonight. Uh, it, it's been a competitive, other than the two Grand Slams in the game two. Yeah. Game game one was really competitive, and it's been like a pretty fun series. Uh, outside the Astros being shitheads. Yeah. Uh, but if if the Red Sox pull it off, I'm uh, gonna talk the whole World Series with a Boston accent. Just be prepared for that. Sounds fun. I'm down for that. We I'm should. down for us doing more accents. We should all do that. Yeah. I I'm very excited for Boston Lawn. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be Worcester Jane. <laughs> I'll be uh, fuck. Can you can think of I one more city? I can't. In- I can't. <laughs> Jesus. I can't. <laughs> you you'd be Southie Steven. I'll be I'll be P yeah, Town yeah, yeah. Steven. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like Southie Stephen. Southie Stephen. Oh no! But really, all of us would just be doing Southie accents. <laughs> really, like the, yeah, we're not going to bring nuance to this. We're not. No, gonna, no. We we don't have no. a respect for the history's uh, intricate culture. We're we're just going to do the broadest <laughs> worst imaginable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like dropkick Murphy's knockoff. I worry that I'll just slip into my own like a thicker version of my own accent if I try to do a Boston Probably. accent for a longer period of time. I mean, what what is a Boston accent if not a Philly accent that's like twenty percent dumber? Correct. That's yeah, that's true. It's a it's a it's a it's a thick Philly accent with if you take out all the R's. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just control F 
Find find replace all the letter R. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> if any of our listeners are accent uh, dialect coaches, please get in touch because we're going to be working mm. on that. We we can't pay much, but uh, <laughs> please please get in touch. But only for Boston. I'm not doing a Texas <laughs> accent. No. No. <laughs> no. No way. And we would immediately um, lose all of our listeners if we even attempted an Atlanta accent. Never in a million years. <laughs> yeah, that's that's enough about the postseason for now. Yeah, we're done. We have some actual like other news stories here that aren't the postseason, which is it's been a bit since we've <laughs> had something like that to talk about. Um, we got two things. First, there was the report from Jeff Passan yesterday in ESPN about major league baseball requiring in 2022 that teams provide housing for their minor league players Mm -hmm. it's still this is a a pretty big step forward we still don't know like any details really Mm -hmm. about what that means like are they going to be getting a stipend are they just going to be jamming them in basically dorm rooms like we don't know what it means it is a step forward it's going to be some more money than these teams wanted to pay than they ever wanted to cough up. Mm-hmm. It's still not really enough, yeah. but it is a sign of the times kind of, and a sign well, how things are changing. It's very, so this is very much a move. I assume I, I'm saying this, not really knowing what the details of what this are going to, is going to look like are, but this seems to me like the kind of move that they would do like, Oh shit, there's a movement for, the improvement of minor leaguers, like, we got to get out in front of this. Let's, you know, let's give them a little tiny, little, tiny little thing. Housing, sure. We'll do it yeah. in a really means-tested, like, lukewarm, really shallow way so that we can go around and say, well, look at this. We get, we, we provided housing for all our minor leaguers. Isn't that, is that not good enough for you? Because they already do this. It was the, the report did say it was going to be only for certain players. Yeah, exactly. That would be required to have it. So I mean, they, we don't know what that means, but I imagine that's probably going to be yeah, like some sort of Democrat style means testing where uh-huh. it's like on like how much your signing bonus was for, yeah, or some bullshit like that. When the story came out about the bracelets being worn by the Phillies and Mets minor leaguers, the official MLB PR response was. We recognize the blah, 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 and look at all the things that we did to the minor league system this past year. We increased we increased their pay by X percent and like the on there's ongoing there's ongoing efforts to structure this in a way that betters all minor like it there's yeah. very much gonna be like, Okay, yeah, we did this, so we're mm-hmm. good, right? They'll be like, oh, it's 38% increased pay or something, but it's 38% of, like, you know, like, very sub-poverty line wages, though. Yeah. So, like, yeah. who gives a fuck? And, like, the, the you know, people have been doing the, I mean, it's kind of cocktail math forever, saying, you know, you know it would cost you about a million dollars a year to provide housing for your players, uh, and it would pr- probably cost you, throughout your entire farm system, about, uh, you know, five to six million dollars to just give them all like a, you know, a fifty thousand dollar wage, a totally mm-hmm. reasonable wage for a professional athlete that needs to uh, contractually needs to keep in shape and keep training throughout the year that they aren't getting paid for right now. Mm-hmm. So like that seems totally reasonable. And this is just like, oh, you're doing it for like a sixth of the money you're trying to basically get out of doing the right thing for. Yeah, it's just like okay, you didn't even want to give us that. They didn't even want to give the minor leaguers that you know concession not that long ago so something's moving but like it's still not really anything yeah i i think it's like uh, i i definitely think that that's like uh, 50 60 percent of the reasoning is to kind of get out ahead of it i do mm-hmm. think also certain clubs uh have realized admitted um internally accepted that it's not just a human rights issue it's not just a workers employment issue it's a competitive edge yes yeah. exactly it's a huge competitive advantage the, the like we first really saw this with the teams offering meal programs. Uh, it's such an obvious face value thing. Your prospects get better if they're not eating Taco Bell uh, 30 times a week or a, a month. Yeah, a world-class athlete doesn't have good nutrition and you're not paying them any money. But all the teams knew this. This is all like, yeah, you know, they, they, all 30 teams have known this forever, that they would have a competitive edge they if they you know if they if their players had good places to live they weren't sleeping on couches and if they had nutrition 
but and, none of them want to be the first ones to pull the trigger. Well, that's that's really my point. Is um, th- it's like any competitive advantage. As soon as one person does it, everybody kind of has to do it. Yeah, uh, just to stay afloat. Um, but there's no there's no collusion in this sort of thing at all. <laughs> of course, no. But no, they they know this is a competitive advantage, but they also know that there are other ways to get competitive advantages that save mm-hmm. them money rather than cost them money. Mm-hmm. You know, a cost of an okay reliever every year, they could have these things for their players. Mm-hmm. They could pay their players fifty grand. And they're all if they're everywhere fifty grand a year. Yeah. Like, but they're gonna have to shell out more money, and that's going to cause a chain reaction that will make all of their all the other teams to have to spend more money and they're all going to mm-hmm. be pissed at you exactly. at your little mm-hmm. like luncheon where you pass the trophy belt around for who can suppress the be- salaries the best they're all going to be mad at you and yeah. you're going to have to deal with that awkwardness at lunch god forbid <laughs> all the khaki lanyard guys are going to be so fucking mad at you yeah. and you're never going to get your mckinsey job after yeah. this no yeah. you know? no you'll you'll be all your friends at Mar-a-Lago are going to hate you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, because their team had to spend an extra six million dollars a year on their, you know, probably three hundred million dollar revenue. You know, plus they're going to be really, really mad about that. That said, bully for you guys for finally hundred something years of, of well, sixty something years of minor league uh, farm systems making the bare minimum. Mm-hmm, I think yeah. it's going to be side pens. I, I think. They're probably going to do the cheapest possible thing, and I think that's going to be cash rather than trying to maintain a year-round housing facility. Um, just because a housing facility requires employees, which is, means you're paying more people. I can also see them just like really leaning into being slumlords, though, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's true. At my, my old job, I used to have to work with these like big corporate landlords, and I could really see Major League Baseball being like, this is pretty sweet. Like, <laughs> yeah, big like, time. Being like, oh, man, no, no, cool. A good way to dehumanize people here. This is awesome. The sweet thing about a stipend is you don't necessarily have to pay them as much as the housing actually costs. Right. <laughs> if you give them all $800 and some of them are living in Modesto and some of them are living in Oklahoma City, that's going to go different amounts of ways, especially with like rent up all over the country including in small cities. So we're still going to see a bunch of players jamming six guys into a two-bedroom apartment, uh, but now we can be like, well, it's not our fault. We're giving them $800 a month. Like, I don't know what the problem is, but it's like, well, yeah, that's, yeah, like you said, that's that's fine in Wichita, um, but not all of these, <laughs> not all these minor league teams are in small markets. Some of them are in San Jose mm-hmm. or New York, you know? But it remains to be seen. That, that's speculation on my part. Finger, yeah. Fingers crossed um, they do right by the players and, you know, but who knows? Not great precedent for no, not a good <laughs> this track stuff record. is done. I think we yeah. can celebrate that this is materially going to improve minor leaguers' lives while yeah. also going with, well, while also not need it, not having to hand it to them. You yeah. know? It, like, it's also still not like a living wage. Yeah. Exactly. It's, it still means that a bunch of uh, young guys are in, in their prime working years at the very start of their career missing out on salaries that set them up for success for the rest of their lives. They're not contributing mm-hmm. to a 401k. They're not saving money uh, at the end of every month. I, you know, most people in their early 20s don't have that privilege anymore. Most people in their early 20s are similarly shafted by, mm-hmm. by work in this country. Most of them aren't working for uh, uh, an organization worth billions and billions of dollars. The justification that's given a lot of the times is like that they, oh, they're only doing this for a couple of years and then they're going to be in the major leagues where they're going to be making 500000 <laughs> That's or whatever, not true for all of them. But it's, yeah. no, it's definitely not. It's... You can't have a farm system that's not full of guys that are just like, you know, they, they're farmhands mm-hmm. that are just there to fill it out for to help the development of other people mm-hmm. and like. Those guys deserve something. I know a lot of a lot of them do it for just that off chance or just that love of doing it. Mm-hmm. But like that doesn't they don't deserve that though. <laughs> they deserve they deserve to be make some fucking money. They are adding a ton of value to your organization by mm-hmm. helping you develop the guys that do make it, even if they're never gonna make it themselves. And God forbid, like a guy be secure enough to stick around for a couple extra years and like maybe be a fun local member of a, a community team. You know, it, you yeah, know. be your Crash Davis. Yeah. God, God, God forbid! Like uh, players have that security to stick around long enough to like get to know the locals, become part of the the mm-hmm. scene. Yeah, just another way to make minor league baseball more fun too. Then, yeah, yeah. 
maybe they'll actually care about winning a game every now and then. <laughs> right, but it's not like it's not like ma- I mean, Major League Baseball has proven they don't care about that stuff. They cut fucking ton of the teams, so yep. yeah. Still, like you said, don't have to hand it to them, even though this is. It looks like it's good. <laughs> we'll yeah. see what what they what the details are that comes out this, of this. This is a developing story. Check yeah. back yeah. later <laughs> for more details. <laughs> yeah. But speaking of the uh khaki lanyard crew, uh the Mets have had a <laughs> hilarious <laughs> search for their GM, for their new GM. Uh <laughs> a lot of a lot of fun stuff has been coming out like today and yesterday. Uh, pretty much everybody that they've been targeting at like top levels has just been like, no, 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 thanks. Couldn't, couldn't, literally couldn't pay me. Yeah. Billy Bean and Theo Epstein just like, no. Uh, <laughs> the they tried to get David Stearns from the Brewers, which I think currently in the playoffs. Like that's a GM <laughs> for a team that's in the playoffs. They're like, no, you can't talk to us. We want him. No, absolutely, fuck off. Who do you think you are? Uh, I think that's very, very funny. And then, like, but there's all these other names that get floated around that are really bizarre. Like this guy Dorian Boyland, who was a, <laughs> who was like, in the majors for a couple of years in the late '70s, and has since been a uh, or owns a series of car dealerships. <laughs> yeah, he's apparently like a Miami car dealership. Bear. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a very Mets thing to do. Totally. To go to like the guy at your second home's <laughs> car dealership who's who you have an in yeah, with. Yeah, but even he's like, no interest in this job. <laughs> <laughs> no, literally rather selling cars in Miami. Yeah. In, in fairness, I would also rather uh, own a car dealership in Miami than run the New York Mets. Nobody wants to run, nobody wants to run the Mets. I'll it's, do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nobody, they, nobody they want. I, Steven, for the record, I think you would do a great job. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Yeah, why not? Get, get. <laughs> and I wouldn't even sabotage them either. I would take it very yeah, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> you would hire a uh, player. Uh, your 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 coach your, uh, would be Chase Utley. Oh man, yeah, that'd be awesome. Could you imagine? <laughs> Could you imagine? Get like Ryan Howard oh, oh, oh. as like your third base coach. Oh, oh, Just like stack oh, it with. Oh Philly. my god. <laughs> the the collective mind law mind What would, would the be Mets? So good? What would Mets fans do? <laughs> <laughs> what would they actually Mets fans those who are listening yeah <laughs> let us know what you would do if Chase Utley were your manager it would be very similar to the situation in England right now where you would just be assassinated on the street and no one really cares. <laughs> yeah. or I guess in a hospital whatever the situation was there I, I haven't paid attention but it listen it would be listen, it, it wouldn't be a troll yeah like he would do a yeah. good job yeah I yeah. would want he's he's someone I would want in that role and you know what He's he's putting them in he's putting them in a position to succeed. Darn right. There you go. Chase Utley for Mets manager 2021. We talked about Steve Cohen a little bit with Roth a couple of weeks ago, but like it's so funny how it only took like literally one year, like less than a year for the Mets organization to be like, "Oh, we've got this new super rich owner he's gonna turn everything around here to like it every part of that job being just completely radioactive like (laughs) it's taken no fucking time at all amazing he's richer than the other owners by orders of yeah he's like twice as rich as the next closest one i think and like that and that that one's significantly richer than the others like yeah it fucking rocks it's so funny and he's just like a whiny weirdo on Twitter. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Mets metsing. We can't we it's unavoidable. It is eternal. It is one of the laws I of the would, universe. I would rather I would rather talk for an hour about the Mets than <laughs> like fifteen minutes about these playoffs. Yeah. It feels like every week I end up saying I'm trying to be nicer to the Mets and every single week there's another story of them. <laughs> This kind of like wild incompetence. <laughs> I feel bad sometimes. Like I, I don't know. I just feel bad because that one person was giving me grief on Twitter about it. I guess. Yeah, you don't have to worry about that anymore, though. No, I, no, I'm, yeah. I'm free now. <laughs> we found out what or else meant. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, do we want to go to mailbag? Let's do it. Uh, we'll start with Discord this week. Flip it around. Let's go with Jeremy Koo. Good dude here. Oh, boy. Friend of the show. Yeah, friend of the show. Is playoff beard Trey Turner and Otter now? I'm going to defer to you, Steven. Don't Otters need to have body hair? 
think so. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm gonna need I'm gonna need a Trey Turner walk off in which his teammates his teammates off. rip his uh-huh. jersey off to give a full to give a full report back on that. So we're we're putting a pin in it until yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're playing at Dodger Stadium tomorrow night, so so right? So we should have that. The conditions are perfect mm-hmm. for it. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> All right. Yeah, watch this space, Jeremy. We we might have a, an answer for you later. Regulus says, which late relief pitcher slash co- closer would you most like to have Thanksgiving dinner with? Ooh, interesting question. Blake Trinan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, Blake, I've, I've had dinner, Thanksgiving dinner with Blake Trinan before. Uh, I've done that before. No, don't need to, don't need to repeat that. No, I wouldn't. I, I think wouldn't this is an interesting question, right too, because... Like I was, I was listening to like a Twins podcast recently, and they they brought up something that I had kind of noticed. They they're saying like, yeah, relievers are good interviews mm. because relievers generally don't have like the big egos that a lot of other baseball players do, and they just sit out in the bullpen and talk all day. So they are like mm-hmm. chatty dudes with a lot of like bullshit <laughs> to say. But I feel like once you start getting up to closer. Or like you know the setup guy that's on the brink of being a closer, I feel like they start getting weirder again. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Blake Trinan is a great, great example of that. Um, or a lot of those guys who just like they have to be so intense to be that closer that like mm-hmm. they get you get the weird angry types, you get the the just super intense guys that I think would would not be as fun um, yeah. to to yeah. have Thanksgiving dinner with. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure that I think a lot of them are just too intense. But looking at looking at the the stuff of like kind of the, you know, the eighth inning setup guys, and then the closers, uh, I think I've seen some like interviews with uh, Adam Simber. I think he, I think uh-huh. yeah, he seems like he seems like a pretty pretty chill, genuine dude. I think he would try to talk about my eternal soul, but I think I could <laughs> shut it down pretty quick, and then we just move past it. I think he'd be um, fine with that. I would love to have Thanksgiving dinner with Liam Hendricks and yeah. explain to him. I'm sure he knows, but like go through like what Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving food is to <laughs> Australian guy, <laughs> this dude from Australia. Uh, one of, one of my highlights of the season was definitely like him closing out the all-star game, mic'd up and pretending not to hear the people <laughs> trying to talk to him and instead just like grunting and swearing the entire time. Yeah. Uh he he just seems like a really cool dude and Yep. Mm-hmm. There are precious few people in baseball that like I would want to spend time with, so I want to prioritize the ones that seem cool. Yeah. That's fair. I think um go with the, you got to go with me on this a little bit. Josh Hader. Ooh, what is? Oh your... yeah, I, I think I, I think I see let where me, you're going. Let yeah. me finish. After dinner, he is going to have a sick gaming setup in the basement. Mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe some like Xbox, maybe like little uh, Fortnite, whatever, just to kind of unwind after. He's also probably in there before dinner too, while the women are cooking. Probably. And there's the risk of a heated gaming moment. I don't discard that possibility, mm-hmm. but. Um, I think I just, with my video gaming background, I would have a little bit more to talk about with him than. But I'm looking through the list of kind of closers and and late inning guys here, and we have Trevor May and Sergio Romo on there, who are both known Twitch streamers. Mm. That's who true. Definitely That's true. have with gaming setups of, and yeah. and are guys that you would not get a heating game and gaming <laughs> moment from. Trevor May brings like a gaming rig with him on the road to stream in the hotel rooms. (laughs) Like I, I I don't think, I don't think you need to risk uh, Josh Hader. Okay. Fair enough. I'm, I'm, I'm I'm not as updated on the Twitch scene as I appreciate you trying to have a hot take, but (laughs) (laughs) okay. Good question. Thank you for that one. That's, Mm -hmm. that's an interesting one. Sergio Romo would be a fun one too. Actually. I think totally. He would be, yeah. He's old enough too that he would appreciate if we wanted to do like a Halo One pistols only match. Oh, for sure. The rest of them are too young to really appreciate the classics. For sure, for sure. <laughs> All right, this next one um, really reveals to us that we've built um, a new aspect of our brand. Um, eight, seven, and ten asks oh, uh, most fuckable Star Trek captain. Ooh, um, what's her name? Uh, let me see here. 
What? You just think, you're thinking of Janeway, no, uh, right? Uh, I'm actually, for once, thinking of... Uh, start, uh, oh, God. I'm, I'm forgetting her name, but uh, the, the captain at the start of um, Star Trek Discovery... She's the first captain. I don't think she lasts the whole time. I just started Discovery like a couple weeks ago. I'm actually liking it more than I thought. But she's like this ser- serious uh, uh, lady. Um, not Michael Burnham. Uh, she's very attractive too, but not the one I'm thinking of. Uh, but that, that would be my pick. I, okay. I can't believe I can't think of her name. I, I tried watching Discovery. Did not care for it. It, it takes a couple episodes, but uh, yeah. it's, it's more watchable than I expected. I don't know. I just, yeah, couldn't yeah. get into it. Yeah, I think, like, I, I, I really thought you were going to go Janeway there. Really, really thought you were. No, I, 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 could, I have never really been a big fan yeah. of... Uh, I don't know, like, the, the captains? I don't know, because, like... Ted, Ted, usually not the most fuckable, no, despite, no, they really, like, the repers- They really aren't. Like, yeah. Because, like, like, Kirk... Kirk's, Kirk's, Kirk fucks, you know, a lot, obviously. Kirk fucks a lot. Yeah, he fucks a lot. That is one of the things I know about him. Yeah, but, like... I don't want a hairpiece falling off onto me. <laughs> you know, that's 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 that would be a little bit uh kind of take me out of it. Picard's definitely like way too in his own head. He's like almost he's like borderline Volcel in a way that's like really fucked up. See here see my answer I I think my answer is Picard and I think it's because he doesn't fuck often but when he does it's good. <laughs> Like that's the vibe I get from the limited interaction Maybe. I've had with that series, but like, and I don't know, I I've, I'm into Patrick Stewart. I'm into it. Sure. I'm sorry. That's fair. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's into he's into the younger folks as well. So yeah. you you might be able to get some. Yeah. Michelle Yeoh is I I can't believe I blanked on her name. Okay. But she was the captain of the Star of Discovery. Who's yeah. Very good she lady. yeah. I would totally. I've watched like two episodes of that. Mm-hmm. No more than that. Cameron really likes it, so we were like watching it together for a bit. Yeah, I'm not going to get into like the Star Trek episode or ones that I haven't seen. Cisco, Cisco would be good, I think. Yeah, yeah, it's season four after with the shape. Yes, yeah. yes, for sure, for sure. No, that'd be that'd be that'd be a good one. There's some like episodes, you know, where it's like, oh, something happened weird with time, and like Riker's captain. I'd be way into that. Um, mm. He's like, because Riker's like the only, yeah, the Enterprise crew on. Next Generation is, like, I, I don't know. It's a lot of weird incel and Volcel-like people in a lot of ways, except, like, Riker. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's a couple, like, I mean, Troy... If Riker's an option, I'm going with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Troy fucks a bit. There's a couple other people on he's there. A captain in, he's, a, he's a captain in Lower Decks. Oh, okay, oh. great. Calm, then I'm, I'm yeah, counting it, even if it's cartoon Riker. <laughs> yeah, going for it. I'll be a tune fucker for Riker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are 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 there of you actually watching? I, I I'm like big on Lower Decks. It's actually like I really. I've like been it. um I've been meaning to start it back up again. Like uh, probably like a year ago I started it. I watched like you know three episodes falling asleep on the couch, like year mm-hmm. like a year ago. I've been meaning to start it back up again because I'm running out of other stuff to like watch as I fall asleep or just put on while I paint or whatever. I, I really recommend it. The second season, especially, it's like a lot more character driven than the early stuff, and it's really okay. good. It's also a plot point now. Finally, uh, after we've known this for a long time in Star Trek, that the uh, uh, engineering lieutenant uh, does not fuck. Okay. It's a it's like an actual plot point in the show okay. uh, now. So, <laughs> like he cannot. I really okay for in order to keep harmony with my podcast co-hosts, I really need to dive into <laughs> star trek more you just should it's good yeah like especially because it's apparently a thing we're gonna be talking about all the time yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you you just should because it's just good too yeah yeah it is good stuff. i mean yeah. like listen yeah. it's it's it, i didn't like it really until i was an adult it's a thing i've like gone in and out on <laughs> like just very casually with other people sure. and every time i've watched it i've enjoyed it it's just i have a million other things that i need to like do Mm-hmm. Understandable, yeah. I will bump it up in the priority list. Good call. Um, that's our Star Trek characters that fuck good uh, segment for the week. <laughs> we don't talk about Star Trek, period. We talk yeah. about Star Trek, comma, characters who fuck good. I'm not opposed to talking about other aspects of Star Trek besides no, just no. like which ones fuck good. But that's that's like what the people have been asking for so far. But I want to I want to put this out there. Like I will talk about other aspects of Star Trek. I want to make that very clear. 
Yeah. Like we'll 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 do the holodeck conversation that every Trek fan does. Like we're yeah. we're willing to go yeah, there. For sure. You just need to bring it yeah. to us. We just need to prompt. Yeah, absolutely. All right. <laughs> we'll move on here. A gremlin. Which do you think happens first? Umpires being held accountable for being bad or announcing booths that have people who don't hate the game? Ugh. Announcing booths for sure. We've already seen a little yeah, bit of yeah, that. Booth. Because I don't I don't believe that like umpire bad umpires will ever be held accountable no and i also think that eventually there will be enough like expirations among the population that are like crotchety old assholes in the booth that they will be by they'll have to be replaced by better more enthusiastic replacements i think that there's been such a good run recently across a lot of sports on on recently retired players getting in the booth and being great and being popular, people Mm -hmm. really liking it. And part of that is, yeah, bringing like uh, an actual joy for the game and what the game is now. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like we saw it in uh, football with like, everyone loved Tony Romo. Everyone loved that when he, when he was doing games Um, just this, you know, last week or so when there was the booth with uh, Adam Wainwright, it was awesome. (laughs) He was really good with, with AJ Perzinski of all people, like like <laughs> noted gigantic asshole AJ Perzinski, but that was like a really good booth. Yeah. I think yeah, I think it's gonna be I think that's gonna be happening more and more as stuff goes on here. I think that those players do have an expiration date for how long a lot of them uh keep up with the game and how it changes. Mm-hmm. Uh so I would like to see them like as soon as they're kinda just done with it, just kinda Logan's run out of there. You know, the little thing on their hand beeps and it's just like, oh, you just said that pitchers aren't tough anymore. Uh, <laughs> like, yep. Like little thing in your hand beeps. You're going to carousel. Like, get out of here. Yeah. Like, we need that. A, a little like a trapdoor opens underneath him and they slide down to Bernie's. Uh, slide. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's exactly what we need. I think that that would be wonderful. There's, there's always going to be a ton of players retiring that still love the game. That's what those guys are always like. Oh, I miss going to the ballpark every day. Like they love Mm -hmm. saying that shit. Like, so, okay, get those guys to do it. Uh, (laughs) instead of paying John Smoltz forever. And I know that like, you know, baseball's target or baseball's current demographics are old, but part of that's probably because of your booths. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And those old guys want to see other old guys, but like, come on, (laughs) the people that you need don't, so mm-hmm. please yeah. and no none of those old guys are gonna get mad because adam wainwright's in the booth right you know even if they like john smoltz the most there's a there's a way to thread this needle he can do it and i i i would really like to see them figure out a way contractually to let the regular season guys do the broadcast oh my god that would I really be would so too. much better because that's usually where they have the best chemistry they know the team's the best uh, it doesn't seem like it's an, an impossible ask. I, I think it's probably a business negotiation mm-hmm. thing. And some of those guys already do, like Jason Benetti does postseason games those are great. And the regular season. Um, it's not impossible. I'd like to see something like that. I do also want to say another factor here is that most umpires are pretty good. Um, yeah. It's it's the relatively rare umpires consistently bad. They last forever because a bunch of different reasons, but even the bad ones aren't as bad as we usually yeah, like, say they are. The like the, uh, an umpire w- is bad if we know their name. And how many umpire names yeah. do we know versus how many umpires are there? Yeah, there's three or four that we know who are consistently terrible mm-hmm. year after year. And it's like, one of them just retired. So it's like, most of them are really good at their jobs. Yeah. Go to our Twitter questions now. Oh, sorry. Asks, what Halloween costumes would you choose for each of yourselves and each other if time, money, and effort were no Ooh. object? Fuck. This is what I was talking about earlier. I think, like, yeah, like, Lauren Lauren should have a Star Trek uniform, I think. <laughs> I, I said that, I immediately thought, maybe I yeah. should. Like, yeah, you know. really should. It would rock. What would I do? Would I do... I think I would want to do the DS9 collar. I think that's my favorite Star Trek yeah. uniform. But there's like the t- classic TNG with the the up collar, not the flat early season one. Right. Would also be really good. Yeah, agreed. And I think I would get it in science colors. Maybe command colors. I don't know. I need to think about it. Yeah. And like if I was if I was an actual scientist, I'd have to go with the science. But I'm I'm not. Right. I I I I'm I, I do digital communications for a living, so that doesn't. <laughs> There's 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 nobody who uh, professionally tweets on um, 
the Enterprise. Well, what else yeah. we got for, for Halloween costumes for ourselves or each other, though? <sighs> See, I've been trying to figure that out because this is the first year in, like, this is the first Halloween in years that I actually have a party to go to, and I'm like, oh, what do I do? Yeah, it's hard to figure something out. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I last time I did a Halloween costume was in, like, I think 2014, where I did Daria. Like, nice. I think that was the last That's a really good, a good one. one. Yeah. Yeah. I had a, there was one uh, year where I was like, I did an extremely low energy costume and I went as Trent from, from Daria. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah. Yeah. I I actually ordered a a Halloween costume. It should be here in a couple of days. I I was going to do Lady Dimitrescu. Oh Oh, fuck. Yes. That's awesome. (laughs) Which, which would be really good. And I'm tall enough to do it, but, uh, the, the costumes were like weirdly expensive and they weren't going to get here Mm. in time. So I had to do my backup, which is, uh, the yellow, I found a yellow jacket with a black stripe on the shoulder and yellow pants with a black stripe on the, on the side. Yeah. Uh, and I already have the Onitsuka tigers in yellow. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going as kill bill from the movie. Kill bill. That rules. There you go. That should be yeah, I'm fine with that. I want to do that for real. The lady Dimitrescu so. would have been so good. Yeah, oh it would be really God. good. Yeah, <laughs> fuck. Just like towering over everyone. I was gonna wear a heel and everything, but I just couldn't get oh it together in time. Oh my God, there's yeah. no top in that one. I, mm-hmm. I don't think I can come up with anything better than that. <laughs> Certainly, yeah. Are there are there baseball related costumes? I, I could see either one of you pulling off a mean Mr. Met costume. Oh, that would be hilarious with the big with the big bubble hat. Yeah, would be like super fun. Do like a do a fa- like yeah do the um pink the pink pilled Miss Met Mrs. Met one though where it's mm-hmm. like there you where go. it's like do do um do Mrs. Met but you have like the uh um the stripes uh, hand stockings and like <laughs> trans Mrs. Met. Yeah. There you go. I think that would be a very, very funny, funny one. (laughs) That's a winner. That would kill. Yeah. I've seen some. I've seen some pretty creative homemade fanatic outfits. Oh, I'm sure. That'd be. (laughs) But yeah, no. I would. I would love to have just like a giant baseball head and like Mm -hmm. not be able to fit through doorways. Would be great. (laughs) <laughs> you should go as like the specific year of the fanatic where there was like only one minor change to the costume and get really mad when people don't re- recognize yeah, this is the n- i'm the 1994 <laughs> fanatic i'm not the fucking trash 1995 i think if you were out in philadelphia there would be people that would know though yeah oh yeah you know i i think that, oh, yeah. that would definitely happen the last one here this is mostly to me uh, are only exclusively exclusively to me at Massive Pool says quarterly Warhammer report. <laughs> All right, I can give you an update. Uh, so, and I am I, I just hit ninety days on my hobby streak here. So that is like a quarter of the year that I've that I've been doing this. I guess in that time I th- have three D printed and completed painting a entire Imperial Guard army, a two thousand point Imperial Guard army. I am almost done with an entire Necrons army. All I have left from that is a couple of Doomstalkers, big War of the Worlds-looking laser-shooting guys, and a command barge, my big like kind of centerpiece part of that. So it is it is almost done, but I'm taking a break on that. I'm working on orcs. I'm doing a kill team of orc commandos. Nice. Hell yeah. Yeah. And that's been going really good. I really enjoy the hobby. I really enjoy the hobby. Yeah, they're, they're fun. They're re- it's, it's fun doing it. I'm on, I'm on a like uh, just a little bit of a burnout right now. Just because I've just been in general stressed. But I took a weekend, not completely off from the hobby, um, but just kind of got away from the house because I even brought a sprue of Space Marines to assemble uh, at the hotel yesterday so I could spend my half an hour uh, <laughs> working on it to keep the streak going. Nice. But I'm working on some orcs right now that are really fun. I've, I've I started a, a... I've never really done much stuff that had, like, skin, <laughs> like, exposed skin to paint, which is very difficult very different yeah to do convincing looking skin but what i i found out but i found a good way to do it and that's what i what so what i did was after it was primed i put down yellow ink which is like pretty translucent and i even thinned that down even more so than normal um put down yellow ink first and then did the green over the top of it in very thin coats so it's like an undertone mm-hmm. yeah so it's nice. yellow undertones for the green skin and the way and where your brush like pulls up from the skin 
it leaves a little darker spot of it. So I did that in a way so it looks huh. like it's like dappled, kind of blotchy, mottled skin that I think is appropriate for orcs. It looks pretty good. Nice. I'll have you Love know. That. There's already some pictures up. But there's gonna be more, but um, I'm doing I'm doing these in October in Orktober, hmm. um, and so I'm gonna make I want to make them kind of spooky Halloween ish or fall themed ones. So I'm doing like purple camo for them. So they're gonna be Ooh. purple and green, and I have I have tiny little um, like fall colored leaves that I'm gonna be putting on the bases along with like kind of dried grass and branches and stuff. So it's going to be very fall spooky season orcs. That rocks. And I, yeah, I'm going to be starting doing the camo soon and I'm doing, it's going to be so obnoxious. I'm doing like pink and purple, like British DPM camo pattern on these orcs. (laughs) It's like, it's going to be very, very obnoxious. Cursed as fuck. I'm really excited for it. And once I'm done with these orcs, I'm going to finish those Necrons. And then I have a bunch of space Marines to do. I'm gonna be doing blood angels. Um, they're the they're the red ones that have a lot of chain swords and jump packs. And I'm gonna do kind of a dirty swampy thing with them. I think it's gonna be really fun. Mm-hmm. That's my that's my quarterly Warhammer report. Uh, Great. Yeah. Been having been having a fun time. Oh, uh, I, I want to say for the record, if if my mic picked up that I, I I did yawn. If the mic picked it up, I'm just make it clear. It's not because I don't <laughs> love the Warhammer Minute, which I love. It's because I've been up since 4.30 in the morning. I got you. I'm very tired. I got you. That's all we got for the questions then. We have, I think we salvaged what was a brutal week in baseball (laughs) and made it into a pretty good episode. I think so too, as the person who liked all the baseball this week. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we got World Series next week. Is that next week or... Thereabouts, uh, near, yeah, end of next pretty week, close end-ish. to the World yeah. Series, so we're getting there. Yeah, and we got we got Game Three of uh, Red Sox Houston about to start. I gotta go. Yeah. Yep. Gotta, I, I'm gonna watch yep. it. I'm gonna watch it too. So I'm um, watching hockey. Sorry, <laughs> I've never heard of baseball in my life. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, everyone. So stick around. We will continue putting out this quality baseball content (laughs) (laughs) all throughout the postseason and then have some fun kind of more off the wall stuff in the uh, in the offseason. So everyone be sure to stick around. I want to thank everybody who's been listening lately, too. We've been doing really, really good numbers and I do really appreciate it. Mm -hmm. It's been awesome. Keep tell your friends. Keep telling your friends. I demand endless growth. So keep listening to us. (laughs) Get those downloads. Hit play on them. Yeah. If your friends aren't baseball fans, you don't have to tell them it's a baseball podcast. You can You lie. can tell them, oh, these guys have a very funny part about Star Trek characters. Fucking good. Uh, it's, <laughs> they're, they're talking about Warhammer. I got a listener over the weekend via the Star Trek angle. Yeah, so. exactly. That's good to know. We need to do this the Trek episode. We can do, there's a bunch of shows that have baseball episodes. We can do a ton of those. So. Ooh, that's true. So, yeah. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. We got to go. Bye.